0: How are you Jacob? I'm doing well how are you doing? Good 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 to hear you. <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool so uh this is episode four can you believe I'll read
1: it? I can't believe it this is great.
0: <laughs> yeah this, this, this thing is it's rolling um yeah. uh, uh, this is something that um I'm, I'm pretty like I, I, one thing I'd like is that like, we're getting consistent on this and mm. hopefully we can build kind of a story that would be relevant to uh the listeners which like most importantly but also to the society in mm. how we think of so mm. i'm pretty stoked I, I like the consistency so far that's good. Um, what do you think what do you think yeah the...
1: yeah like you said i think it's great um I, it, it's also felt uh natural and and uh um i wouldn't say easy necessarily i don't want to make it sound like it's just this easy thing but it, it yeah. just um it feels uh good to to do regularly and to be able to just know that this is something we're exploring and uh welcoming others to be a part of and just see where it goes i think it's great yeah, i definitely agree i mean good things take time
0: mm-hmm. um, um
1: a real success takes
0: process so I like the fact that we we do agree on that, and hopefully, I mean, one other key point out of this would be, I mean, the potential listener is like, you know, you have to do this for a while to be able to, you know, kind of get the thing going, but I really like how far we have gone so far, so um, it's pretty exciting. That's um, good So at last time, we're just going to dive into it, so I think last time, hopefully if you had listened to episode three or two or one, I mean, the whole uh, kind of train of thought or kind of the lessons who have been trying to dig out of. This was like, you know, when the COVID-19 hit the US, I mean, around, uh, I mean, things got severe around, um, like, March. Uh, I mean, things were really bad. It was really bad, like, maybe a week or two weeks ago. I mean, Boston and New York, uh, which is on uh, something that we're hoping everybody is doing much better now. Um, right. um, we... Uh, Rise was an opportunity for us to kind of talk about key issues in the society and the collapse For the collapse podcast, which you're listening to right now, is to try to dissect some of these, um, uh, uh, uh kind of limitations but also, but, um, kind of weak points that the society may have. The society value as a whole in the United States probably didn't address right, or oh, there was this, uh, lack of intuition, um, that might have not been, uh, uh, addressed carefully. And we have talked, we've gone through some topics that is, we're trying to provide some, uh, like shine a light on some nuances, but also talk a lot about, um, you know, how do we look at community? How do we look at individual, you know, uh, values and how do we address, um, you know, um, you know, mutual um, uh, empowerment that comes with identifying our weaknesses and building in, uh, strengths in others to develop this simultaneous, this integration reintegration that is more valuable to us as a whole, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, Ben, if you want to yeah. just give a summary of where we have been and I can kind of dive into into our into our topics for today from your own perspective and can kind of summarize in my own way.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so I I mean I, I I like the premise of this whole podcast title, The Collapse Before the Collapse, partly because it highlights that what we're experiencing now isn't just some strange uh you know aberration and human development or something, or that this is just a strange happening that you know, we we don't understand why we're in the place that we're in. I, rather, I think it's, it implies like this has all been unfolding over time and there are actual reasons and causes for it that we can point out and identify. Um, of course, there's always more to explore and uh, I, I wouldn't say any one thing is the sole cause of where we're at, but... I, I think that's that's kind of what we're exploring is maybe trying to identify some of these root causes um um to question our own assumptions hopefully um and to think about what what can we do um because <laughs> you know uh the 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 way things are going it it's sometimes hard to have hope but um i'm i'm very much hopeful and so to to explore why we might also have hope and to see from our past as a as a human civilization why why we should also have uh forward looking hopefulness as well that isn't just based on like uh naive hope you know naive uh uh, blind optimism or something like that but to, to actually found it on knowing that humanity has also demonstrated great capacity and potential in the past as well so exactly i mean that's kind of a really
0: good uh, summary of everything and i think like what you mentioned and like action based on the premise that it's, there's hope at the end of the tunnel mm. uh, i think that'll be that's invaluable i think Hopefully, this podcast is not just all about like, you know, kind of look at the negative side, but also it kind of bring to light how from this is an opportunity for us to be able to to see a lot more potentials uh, that we can actually take advantage of, right? So, that's pretty cool. Um, Thanks for that. And I think people appreciate that summary you gave. I think just going deep, diving deep into... So last episode we we gave like I mean Ben gave a very good example of 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 how uh, through his personal life he was able to see the impact of of mm, providing real like unity uh, within the community right and uh, from his experience working with uh, a youth program across the United States he was able to empower. Local units within the local community to be able to create organic change, mm. um, and that has been kind of the one of the main themes of this podcast. Like, how does organic change work, and how can we uh, empower ourselves first to be able to impact, uh, provide uh, uh, that uh, kind, of, kind of transfer uh, our ideology of change in a way that is practical, but also. Uh, um, it's a long term benefit for the for the communities that we 're trying to help and looking through the lens of of you know uh, transformation like real long term transformation right so I think it would be it would be it would be it would be nice for us to kind of go into this podcast to talk about um, kind of the root causes of of of, of, of kind of how this how unity is challenging like how what are the root causes of of what makes unity as a community challenging right mm. and we can also talk about like you know is this a spiritual need is this something that has to do with uh just uh our, our affinity for economic empowerment like individual economy ec- economic uh gain mm. or is it something that has to do with some spiritual uh it, does this have to be is this more than economic is not more than selfishness? Is it something that has to do with something very true to our core mm. uh, that might be affiliated speech spiritual needs? Then we're going to kind of give uh, maybe kind of an action, uh, maybe maybe a little bit of segmentation. Like Are youths in the best position to actually create this transformation mm. that will promote unity and how would they be able to uh, address root causes, but also are they the ones that should be the lead movement mm. in 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 providing the the unity that we are hoping for, and are these youths today do we have to think from uh, a diverse perspective does it have to include you know a diverse sort of different races different classes or different um walks of life that these youth find themselves in, so I think we'll start with you know um and maybe we've we'll talked about this in an earlier episode, but i think i will let Ben kind of give his own take of what he thinks uh some of the root causes of 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 how um unity has been a challenge mm. for us um and you know something that I guess he has been exposed to and maybe uh, it would be interesting for us to kind of take it from there mm.
1: yeah yeah um the the Challenge of root causes may always be <laughs> a challenge <laughs> for humanity. I I think it, it's so interesting to think about um, uh, maybe why it's challenging to identify them. Um, yes. Also, exactly. also, it might. Yeah, I I, I think um, mm-hmm. it's hard to know where to start in a way. But I I, I think uh, w- one of my Maybe assumptions, but also based on some of my own experiences and learning and and studies as well, is that uh, we we've we've made so many efforts to uh, change things in our in our realities <laughs> uh, that that often uh, end up perpetuating the things that we maybe were trying to change in the first place. Um, but so so the the reason i say that is because i i really think how we think about ourselves shapes who we are right like the way yeah. the way we conceive of human nature the assumptions we have about human nature sets up the boundaries in which we function right so yeah. so i i feel like because we are thinking things right like on a philosophical yeah. level like Whatever we are, we're, we're thinking. We have this, uh, you know, we're, there's something in this reality that is thinking. And if that's what we are, we need to understand how we think and why we think. And, uh, you know, that, that can be kind of a, a starting place potentially. But, but I, I, I think we have a lot of examples in our history of, of thinking of ourselves in in many ways like you know uh that we're inherently evil that we have some inherent shadow self um maybe we're even just animals with great intellectual ability um maybe we are bags of chemicals that are just uh reactions uh that really exert you know no there's no free will we're just uh you know uh, chemical reactions a series of these reactions moving through the world and we're no no more than than animals <laughs> caged to <through> our <laughs> own desires or something like that true. I, I feel yeah. like if if we think that to be true it's going to be very hard not to be that thing you know yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I just I just feel like there is value to to going to that most basic level and reflecting on what what are we and what do we want to be and why do we think we're this way and exactly. i think sometimes i don't know sometimes i think this kind of thinking is maybe discarded as just overly intellectual um i i've i i do not think so <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and part of the reason i don't think so is because these are the kinds of questions that I would again say youth want to engage with, you know, they want to know who they are. They want to know why things are the way they are in this world. Cause they don't want to necessarily just accept everything that's given to them. You know, yeah. like, like the teenage uh, angsty years, as people characterize it actually is they're, they're seeing with justice. They're, they're, not wanting to just blindly accept things we see it as rebelliousness but maybe it's a questioning of reality a questioning of society right i I think that's a beautiful thing and and should be cultivated and channeled into action and um that action can be one to build a better neighborhood a better society and to have some real responsibility in in shaping the communities that we live in. So that kind of brings youth into the picture. But I I think that's why it's not just this intellectual uh, thinking, but rather intrinsic to setting up what kinds of things do we want to have in our lives? What kinds of actions do we want to take? What kinds of behaviors do we want to exert and exhibit? so that that's kind of the the basic thinking and this is why too i i feel like i mean the word spirituality is is a broad one that people have many different ideas of what that means but i i feel like it's kind of a spiritual endeavor uh that we're in because I, if we think again we're just these you know i i would love to have a, a conversation with with people who would like to challenge this. Cause like, I, I don't have all the answers and I don't think I'm necessarily right about everything, but, but if, if, if I do assume myself to have um, like no real purpose in, in my own life, like it, that, that's makes it harder to make decisions on one basic yes. level. But um, I, I do think conceiving of human beings as noble spiritual beings with a purpose of advancing civilization or uh through compassionate living for others and being of service to them that 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 changes things than if i just think i'm out to live for myself and as long as i don't hurt anybody then everything's fine you know I, like those are very different different mindsets that Three different kinds of behaviors and actions and um, you know so so th- that that's just a lot. I know I was just throwing a lot out there but
0: no 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 that's it's great. I mean it was great and I think I mean I actually wanted to kind of kind of round the thought there because I think I mean it goes back to I mean I mean for for all those listening and you haven't watched our our previous episode we talked is like there's this this all macro words we look at and we we tend to avoid the uh the kind of the basic foundation or basic nuance of the like i mean last episode we we're talking about just like connectivity among people mm. and sometimes i mean kind of what we discussed and maybe we uh alluded to it was how connect- connectivity is is something that we, we inherently have it's just like sometimes we just need to activate it mm. right and something same as spirituality, I think sometimes putting a spirituality is more about, you know, religious affiliation or, you know, believing in something that is, um, um it's not physical, but I think it's kind of alluding to what you're saying right now is, you know, it's just, it's, it's just having this sense of purpose, right? Having a sense of meaning. Mm. Right, that by itself can actually be an can be an attribute to spirituality, right? Mm. So, like this word, from a fundamental level, if I am correct, Ben, it's like you know sometimes it's we think of we have huge gravitas on this word, mm. but to some degree, it's just like how spirituality just means purpose. It means understanding that you have meaning greater than you have you have a meaning in life, and that gives a better might provide a better context, right, to how people look mm. at. Um, Kind of the the action steps that we're already providing, or we we seem to suggest right yeah. um, and one thing that you said, which is clear and kind of uh, it's like the, oh this op- missed opportunity of youths mm-hmm. and how we we just bypass the stage, and we don 't take advantage of nurturing them mm. of how they can take advantage of like youthfulness and their curiosity. Mm able to bring communities together i think we'll talk about this later in the episode but i think that was a critical two critical points that you you listed that it's, it's it kind of encompasses kind of how we are thinking about unity transformation but also as like organic change from our youth into a, hopefully youth as a as a key entry point but also of how we should think of potential solutions that are action-based and practical right mm-hmm. um, but this kind of going back to kind of where you started it's like he said this, I mean, I, I kind of want us to kind of did dive deep, uh, uh, kind of provide more context into how this question of why is it challenging to identify these root causes? I, I think, I know we have talked a lot about just the, like the human challenge, but in terms of like this, why, why do you think it's challenging? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good for us to just talk a little bit more about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I, I think I think part of it is it it's um like we we are we are part of reality. <laughs> yeah. You know, we are we are existing in this in this reality, whatever it is, and as part of it, I think it's 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 a difficult endeavor to unfold something that you are a part of. Um, I, I, I guess the reason why I'm, I'm starting out saying that is because, um, uh, we are thinking of, of ourselves as separate from reality in a way yeah. that is, I think a disservice to us. Um, and, and it, it, like creating this um, subject object divide, like I think I was trying to refer to at one other point, it, it, yeah. it's it's so hard because like we, we're we participating, I think, this is what I'm trying to say, like we're participating yeah. in, in our own reality. And so we're shaping it. We are a part of it. It is shaping us back, um, you know, and, and so all of that, interaction together is is just already hard to to navigate in itself and which is why I think it's we we need some sort of guidance you know it, it it's not it's not super clear to us um how how to engage and it's always going to be something that's challenging um, but but I guess to be more tangible um uh we're we're also partially products as soon as we come into this into this reality we're 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 shaped by it and we hold things to be true like there's even things in our biology biology and like the physical way we're designed that makes us uh be able to function in this world and you know um on the on the biological level people might refer to the the evolutionary characteristics that we have that have allowed us to survive. So so we're working with a lot of a lot of built-in uh software so to speak. Um yeah. and uh it 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 it's easier and maybe even more effective in some cases to just uh carry out that programming um and not to question it because hey, it worked it's worked before <laughs> um, yeah so so I think all of these little kinds of tendencies are are sometimes very intrinsic and hard to to question, and um uh especially if if the system is is working to benefit you if you're if you're privileged in any way or you're benefiting from the way things are. Uh, That's even more of a reason to continue (laughs) perpetuating what you see Um, in a lot of ways too, right? Like uh, we have ancient systems that try to encourage us to be like those around us and to uh, push away those who are different or anything that is different is perceived as a, as a threat or a risk. Um, And these may have been useful A long time ago and maybe they can still be useful now but largely we're living in a different world where um we don't maybe need to function in those same ways you know like as a child like if you experience something traumatic around uh, I don't know something entirely hypothetical but like a a, like a swimming pool and you're Mm -hmm. always afraid of it that Probably kept you safe for a while, but eventually you can learn to swim and not be afraid of the swimming pool. (laughs) I'm just thinking, like, uh, on a biological level, we're probably still working with a lot of old fears that kept us alive that no longer are benefiting us and are preventing us from being able to swim or preventing us from being able to understand the value of diversity and how important it is to live with the people around us (laughs) exactly i mean that's very i mean
0: just points are very i mean it kind of explains a lot and i think there's a lot that uh from uh hopefully the listeners can kind of get from that because it's it's very it's very deep it's very deep um uh, like it's just very deep and it's like i mean i'll just leave it there because i think that's it it requires a lot of uh, just like mental processing on what you mentioned, I think it's very critical for us to look at it the way we look at it, and the comparison between swimming and survival is is something that I think hopefully um, it kind of gives an indication of how we think of 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 sometimes challenging ourselves like you know and kind of the reality that we live in and what we we have defined and uh, as a society, but also ourselves. Like, okay, is this necessary for me to do this in order to to see uh new abilities? But also, like, what are some of these, uh, as you said, you know, realities that we are we are avoiding to some degree because it achieves that purpose of survival, but or of or you know, some competitive advantage, right? Mm-hmm. But it's—I yeah. uh, mean, you said it explicitly, and I don't want to distort your. The, the fluency of how you mentioned that i think like even just going to kind of segue into kind of what you mentioned uh in terms of realities and um you know one other thing that i felt we might have to just talk a little bit more about mm. is you know in this reality how do we look at diversity right mm. is it is it essential for us to to i mean it's kind of so we have to look at diversity but how is diversity uh essential mm. for us especially now that you know we're in this crisis mode and and people are trying to figure out like what's the best approach to create a unified society mm. how essential would this with a diverse um framework but it's not just diversity of race but just a diverse framework mm. uh, critical for us to to implement moving forward
1: yeah yeah that's a great question um i think uh on on one side uh and let me know if i get off track or don't don't really answer but 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 it it (laughs) makes me it makes me think and i'd be curious to hear what you think too but it makes me think of um you know uh it kind of again what i was going Back to where the the, the the competitive nature, the 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 contest between people, between individuals, between groups of people, uh, you know the the win lose mentality that has become so easily adopted and it finds expression in so many different ways in in our our societies, in in our institutions, and in our in our you know just all all sorts of ways (laughs) in our communities, uh, which which again, I think puts a a divide between people based on these assumptions that we are uh, so intrinsically different that we can't live together or, you know, or far worse, like the dehumanization that happens between, uh, you know, different people as though we're not all human beings on the same planet trying to survive and have families and do our best like you know it's it's I think anything that divides anything that breaks up unity and on some level is a dehumanizing of others because we we, if, if we truly saw people as other people why would we ever want anyone to suffer. And that's not to say, just go hand out things to people who don't deserve it. But even the deserving aspect is like, does anybody deserve suffering? (laughs) You know, I don't know, these, these can potentially be brought into very political discussions. But I I feel like the underlying uh, point that I, I would rather explore is, is that uh, the the spiritual concept of the oneness of humanity again. This is probably going to be something that we can explore better and more effectively in detail. But, but the, the idea of, so, so the, in, in the Baha'i writings, there's um, this phrase unity and diversity, which I've seen many other places now since, but, you know, decades and decades and decades ago, this was a phrase and kind of posed as a watchword for the Baha'is to, understand that unity uh, draws its strength from the diversity that that exists. Um, so unity is not a sameness. Unity is not trying to force any any people to be the same as any others. It, it's to draw on the beauty of, of the diversity of culture and um, history and and all of these different things uh, that that all, all people can bring forward or even in the context of groups trying to accomplish something. It's the diversity of ideas. It's again, the diversity of culture that, that can allow for, uh, greater ideas to come about than, than sameness. And, and I know this is other people have spoken about this much effectively than I have, but, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I, I think, um, Maybe to try and go back more to your to your question, um, you perceiving unity as not just like also this end goal uh, of of, but but seeing it as like a force. It, it's like it the the times in the world where the most advancement has happened has come through incredible forms of unity of people, you know. <laughs> Like yeah, the, exactly. the establishment of of you know new uh new systems of thinking came from yeah. other people coming into some form of unity that allowed that new system to take place and take hold and to be effective. Yeah. And so so yeah. it's not just again kind of like a end state, but it's it's through unity that we will discover. Uh, our human capacity or our human creativity in a much more effective way. Exactly. Exactly. I mean,
0: uh, it's, I mean, I, I, I think something that, I mean, moving forward in our, uh, in just our, you know, discussions here, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, people will provide us with feedback. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one thing that I'm actually really glad you kind of brought it up is like, unity you know, is a process, not the end goal. Mm-hmm. And that might be a, uh, that might have not sat well with some, uh, I mean, some folks, like, unity is a little bit too, it's too Mm. intense for, for, uh, for like, an actual application, especially with how divided the country is, but, you know, I mean, hopefully this opportunity of re-addressing some of what you've mentioned on the need for diversity, but also like, unity as a process can provide some lens of how we are thinking about, or some, a very clear perspective of how we're thinking about unity. But, I mean, that was pretty pretty uh clear on how you'd explain and i like the fact that you brought in diversity and it, you know bringing that, the baha'i you know, yeah. um, understanding of that i think that's a good because people ask what is diversity right mm-hmm. and it might be thrown out in different ways mm-hmm. but i mean just going to that how do you think the youth are the ones i mean we kind of share this uh notes before but I. Like, What's your take on the youth being the ones uniquely situated to to bring about some of these uh, to effect, or even to initiate this uh, uh, this adjusting this root causes, providing a framework on how we can be diverse in our thinking and idea ideology, and uh, being like the 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 the, the touch bearers mm. of, of this? Uh, I think that would be a very interesting way for us, to kind of. Of, of, of provide some context, but also start providing some action based that that might be invaluable to our conversations now and moving forward. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. So, so I mean, in the in the context of like of youth empowerment, like there there are so many programs out there actually that focus on youth and see the value of youth, um, and and I think it's fantastic. But I think it's also again this is pretty cool i think coming out of the context of our conversation already where uh you know we're we're all part of the the systems and the culture that we're surrounded by we're all part of the the systems and the, and in in ways that we might not recognize right like even if we don't want to be a part of the system we are here <laughs> in some way we're benefiting from something right now unless Mm -hmm. we're somehow completely isolated from society but I I, even even then there's some dependence but but my main point I think is is to say that uh the the youth programs out there some of them uh, either intentionally or unintentionally also perpetuate the very things that maybe isolate youth from being a part of society as much as they could be um I I the reason I say that is because in in my own studies, I, I I tried to do several case studies of of existing programs and to kind of characterize different categories that youth programs might fall into on a sort of a, yeah. a spectrum of of empowerment. And
0: yeah, Ben, can you give more background on this uh, study? Mm. Because I think people would be interested to know how how you came about this study. Yeah.
1: Sure. Um so so I studied um uh conflict resolution or conflict transformation uh for for a master's program and uh what what appealed to me about the particular program that um was it was based in experiential learning. So the, the goal was to take, you know, several key courses that were taught in an experiential learning manner where we would be doing what we were studying, um, and then also to write our, our thesis based on the work that we were doing in the field, wherever we found a job or an internship. And so so part of what I did was, um, uh, well, I, I was working for uh, this youth empowerment uh, program that's yeah. associated with the uh, the Baha'i community. Um, yeah. and meanwhile, studying and interacting with several other, uh, youth empowerment programs. And so w- part of what I was trying to do was to see to what extent are they acknowledging, uh, their own assumptions in their, in their missions and in the way yeah. that they structured themselves and in the way that they were approaching empower- empowerment of the youth. And yeah. yeah i thought um it was very interesting to see you know some of them had very political focuses uh on trying to um you know uh empower youth to speak up and and make their voices heard and to uh speak in a way that adults will understand and <laughs> to to kind of take even um uh Political roles in their schools or or in their own communities and stuff like this, and so they would take youth um, and train them in you know these intensive courses and kind of send them back home. A lot of them kind of followed this uh, even teaching peace building initiatives you know there there are yeah. many amazing things about this where you know they 're trying to give them tangible skills that they could go back to wherever they 're from to Uh, to help their communities uh, apply uh, peace building uh, techniques of, of, you know, bridging, bridging gaps between conflicting groups, or whatever it might be. And, um, and I I think these are all admirable things. Um, And so I was just curious to see, like, what what are the outcomes and i i didn't do an entirely comprehensive uh you know scientific quantitative study but um yeah. i i i was just uh particularly again interested in what what are the assumptions that they had about youth um and what did they assume about empowerment and yeah. in in a lot of ways i felt like uh maybe Unintentionally, or maybe intentionally, <clears throat> there was some perpetuating of divisiveness, um, even yeah. if they didn't want that in the end, you know because I think uh, we're in a in a a lot of us are in cultures of uh, adversarial <laughs> um, dynamics where you know it, it if you want your voice to be heard, you have to learn how to make that point and bring it across the people and 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 make sure that especially as a young person that you're you're speaking in a way that other people will listen to you and you know prove your (laughs) points win win your arguments you know uh, (laughs) debate uh protest all of these things are adversary adversarial right Mm like you you have to take a stand. Um, and so like the, the notion of justice being one of, of um, almost fighting, uh, it, 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 it's almost like this feedback loop of how do you establish justice when it's one group who's continu- or many groups who are continually fighting to establish whatever they particularly think is justice so again i'm i'm definitely generalizing but but i i, I feel yeah. like um a lot of things that we're trying to teach young people or equip them with end up yeah. uh helping them perpetuate the systems that we already have in place <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. so so that that's yep. why i w- i was particularly interested in in the youth empower the spiritual youth empowerment program where Instead of taking these youth outside of their neighborhoods and trying to, like, put some knowledge inside them that we think is really good. (laughs) uh, It it was much more about being in the community where the youth are living and seeing what kinds of conversations come uh, uh, through uh, through, through these discussions about human nature, about who are we, what, what does it mean if we're spiritual and, uh, unity is, is so important. Like how, how do we start putting this into practice? What are the implications? And it being a lot of questions that hopefully might lead to more and more, uh, acts of service that they're just trying to be of a benefit in some way, and then maybe they'll gain complexity over time in in a way that they are discovering the root, closer to the root causes of of the difficulties that that their neighborhood might be facing, Um, which again is super difficult. Nobody has the answers, and it's not like people who are helping facilitate these conversations have the answers either, (laughs) so... So, you know, uh, a lot of these groups might initially start, like from my experience, many of the group's first um, service projects that they came up with themselves were, let's pick up trash. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's fine. That's great. Let's go do that um, and, yeah. and talk about it. And what are we what are we noticing? Um, uh we, I think you know again like it, it's hard to be creative but like what what about our educational systems are are teaching us to be creative usually it's it's teaching us to uh, accept information that is being passed on to us by what is supposed to be credible resources or credible sources um, I like true knowledge generation has to do with living through your own experience and and seeing things for yourself um that 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 doesn't mean it has to be this relativism though of like well i believe this and i know this to be true but rather um an ongoing process of of uh you know learning more through through action and reflecting on it and trying trying again or trying new things as well. Exactly, exactly. And I think um,
0: just even kind of moving, uh, kind of uh, putting this in context, mm. I think, I mean, we're just trying to use this as a framework um, of how we can actually uh, kind of initiate effective transformation, addressing root causes of some of these uh, pain points that we've talked about, not necessarily pain points, on don't know, right, word, but more about uh, uh, I mean from the earlier episodes, like what what is the this the discrepancies that we experience as humans and identifying them, which is what we've been talking about in this episode. Um, one thing that people will say, okay, say, okay, now we're in a really, really deep crisis and mm-hmm. that requires everyone to get involved. How are what are some of the, the takeaways that from this youth program that you did, which you just kind of alluded to in your research that your know, master's program, what are some of the things that we can you can take out from there and apply it to adults, because I think at this point in time it's all hands on deck, right, mm-hmm. and how um, and how and whatever we decide we require all generations. Um, the youth definitely will probably be the ones to take it long term, uh, but for us to be able to have a kind of a holistic solution for at least the near term future is to get everyone involved and engaged. Mm-hmm. What were some of the takeaways of from this project, or just from your from this experiential learning, or that you saw that with youth? Although youth seem to be uniquely uh, positioned to make this change, Mm -hmm. what were some of the uh, other uh, factors that you saw can be transplanted, if I can say the word transplanted, into? young adults, older adults, or, you know, uh, senior citizens that we can start looking at and say, okay, these are things that we can apply in the immediate future and tentatively work in developing better youth programs, better education systems that will probably take a long time for them to come into fruition. Oh, not long time, but requires some processes to be in place. Mm, mm, mm.
1: Well, yeah.
0: um, what are some of those, like, just this, this kind of small, it's like, you know, like going to a gym, right? What are some of the things I can just start from the scratch that you will not, you can see some small um, incremental gains mm. that will help provide some context of data to say, okay, this is a, this is an approach that we have to take long term. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's another, another great question. Um, so a few things are coming to mind. Um, uh again, I I my first my first thought goes to a question of what is what does community mean and what does community look like? And and exactly. so uh I I think a lot of community on even micro levels comes through conversation and yep. and establishing just connections through Talking to each other, <laughs> um, and, and you know, and creating kind of uh, trust through that process, where yep. people feel like they can be open and heard and listened to, and uh, therefore maybe a little bit more vulnerable than they would otherwise, and share things that they're facing or needing or whatever it might be. Um, and, and uh, you know, again, that, that may not be groundbreaking, but I do think a lot of things do start with conversation in that way, but also, yeah. even more systematically on a bigger level, like the more conversations we have, or the way that we're shaping the discourse that we have with people too. like, you know, if, if we're exploring ways of, of speaking, that share these assumptions of unity like if 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 for example a bunch of people have an have assumptions that unity is the uh mobilizing factor of reality <laughs> like yeah. the, the, their conversations are probably going to be a little bit different and the the way that they're interacting with each other and and to to shape the discourse to be one of of being very uh, positive and constructive and of service to others, I think that has a very great chance to be transformative. Um, it, it's not to say it's this magic pill or formula that we just like automatically do, because it's not easy. <laughs> um, but uh, but I do think a lot of it starts there, but maybe to be again, a little bit more tangible, um, j- just from stories I heard of, of other uh, youth empowerment groups um, from different parts of the world. Um, there There's one uh, that was quite exceptional, I think, at the time where there was a youth group that had been going on for several years. And like I mentioned before, uh, picking up trash was their main act of service. Like they, that was the thing that they did in this huge uh, apartment complex area. And there were many different buildings and Uh, They had been picking up trash regularly uh, uh, around all of these buildings and, you know, I think thousands of people were living in this pretty small area. And um, over time, they, you know, developed a little bit more complexity, They, they started making their own trash bins and putting them around the neighborhood to try and prevent the trash from being thrown around anyway. Uh, they put up signs around the the neighborhood encouraging people to think about this, uh, to think about the environment in that way. Um, but they were so consistent and, that it was visible, their impact, like th- there was eventually less trash. And it was seen by everybody, these signs and these trash cans that were, uh, you know, put out by the youth. And um as the, as this story went, um, this this uh, well, I think it was one of the grandmothers of one of these uh, like twelve year olds who um, just saw their 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 dedication um, and eventually became so moved that she called a, a community gathering. Uh, for all the adults to come together, where she asked them, "Why is it only the youth who seem to care care about this uh, this neighborhood? What what's the deal here?" And she kind of confronted a lot of people who were, you know, in different kinds of I think committees around the around the the apartment complexes, yeah. and uh, it, it started a dialogue. It started a dialogue of like, "What what do we care about?" Um, and you know uh the the youth were kind of shown to be like the the only group that would seem to be active and caring uh, and um, for, from what i remember uh the the adults started wanting to to help from this you know it was it, it wasn't planned it wasn't like the youth had the plan to get all of these adults together to to start changing things but but that came out of it. It was like this organic, um, you know, outcome that that yep. started a new kind of dialogue where they wanted to support the youth, and uh, it, it became also a platform in that meeting for other people to surface. Like, well did you know that also the basements of every single building are moldy and dangerous? <laughs> uh, yes, and yes. You know maybe there are even structural issues and other people are like, yeah, that's true. Um, and then it turns out, oh, the youth had already planned a project to go around and safely clean the basements of all of these buildings. And so it was, the youth were already kind of like at the spearhead front of this uh, planning. But eventually they did find that uh, representatives from each building kind of formed a committee that uh, kind of was the voice of the adults. And they were the supportive group of the youth. And eventually um, funding was was, uh, accomplished. Like, you know, little amounts of money were formed to patch, you know, street, potholes and and stuff like this you know little little things and maybe in a way but it but it started an entirely different kind of dialogue uh in the community where it became more supportive and uh spearheaded by the youth and i i I guess i i bring that up because it's it's an organic process like it's not um it's not just a formula to execute on but it's to see what does happen, and hopefully that brings out opportunities for the real needs of the community to to be addressed. Of course, I would say there are deeper issues to be addressed than just uh the physical uh state of of buildings, but it it, it started uh, a different kind of unity that that hadn't existed before. And then the story goes on to to be like uh with with the grandmother kind of calling out (laughs) all of the parents uh and and holding them more accountable uh they they were like what about all the children like the younger ones like uh eventually children's classes started forming um because uh a lot of the kids were looking out of their windows and seeing these groups of (laughs) kids actively Mm -hmm. spending time together uh the the children wanted to start getting involved and then the grandmother actually invited some of the parents to start uh, kind of training to be a children's class teacher so that they could also have programs for the children, you know, and and it just kind of builds from there. So I think that's one reason why I see youth as a potential uh, spearhead for any community because the youth are sort of the the center of all age groups. You know, it it brings the adults, it brings the children, and um, everybody uh, can start participating through the through the vision of the youth.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think that that kind of gives a very uh applicable but also very great example of of our saying that we're not just saying youths should be the ones to empower uh, youths youth be the ones to do everything, but they can be the the touchbearers, they can be the the primer. Mm that um mm. uh, because they have the energy, you know, the, the mind is in the is in a state of where they they can actually um have that uh uh um, yeah. ability to to just make, put the effort in and to challenge each mm. other due to the that they like you know, the minds are not like the minds have not taken a stand mm. yet right so it gives that that room for for, and not to say older, older generations don't have that capability as well, it's just, maybe that's a very good space for for community, uh, for the community to kind of, kind of pull that uh, essentials that is critical for us to start affecting the trend. And I really like the story. I think it's something that loves listeners. By the way, listeners, if you like the story, let, let us know. I think that story provides a huge context to what we have been talking about and and I know Ben has talked a little a little bit about this in the last episode, but I think this was a really good way that you know a group of young kids empower this uh kind of provided a vision for the community mm-hmm. and uh, I think we kind of provide like an action based class solution of of what, what you've been talking about literally and I think um uh, it's very interesting on how it always comes back to one person empowering a group of people. And this small group of people apply this F- impact. Then you see a bunch of people start realizing, oh, there's something here and there's something that there. I can do differently. Mm-hmm. But I think just to end the, the, this episode, I think one thing you just said, which is very simple and I think I really loved, it. it's just like a good way to start just to talk to someone mm-hmm. else, right? I mean, that's something that is so simple. And I know we have so much time at home and you are forced to call people, mm-hmm. You know, I think it provides a framework of how like we can start addressing these problems among ourselves. To all the listeners out there, you can just start talking to people and give yourself that mental space to be willing and able to disagree mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: um, on different on people's different viewpoints uh, experience, but having that conversations can be a very good place to to have to open the door to a lot of possibilities, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, kind of summarizing this podcast, I know we talk a lot, but, you know, we kind of started from the root causes that I kind of navigated through how challenging it is to identify them, you know, based on just our human condition of separating reality to our personal being, What that we kind of, kind of separate ourselves from reality by listening to our part of reality. And Ben actually gave a very good example of of uh, of how, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like swimming, you know. Sometimes you, we used, uh, we can avoid something, and it keeps us you not know, surviving. But at the same time, we might need to learn how to do that because it's essential for us to move ahead in life, uh, or just move ahead as society. And it's all these uh, uh, realities that we've, we've made up for ourselves. And sometimes I assume is the ultimate uh, form of life that we need to challenge ourselves and moving forward. we always have to think about how do we just start this um, affecting transformation or affecting change? And sometimes it requires kind of a diverse perspective, diverse mindset, a diverse uh, approach to re- to how we look at realities. And of diversity by itself is not necessarily race or culture, but it's just different ideas. Mm-hmm. And we kind of end up with this story that provided provides some context of how youth should think, youth are a, a very good, a, a sector of our of our society that can be, uh, that have this capability of identifying causes, taking action towards it, but also uh, inspiring others to see how we can actually measure some of this change to some degree, um, which is something we can talk about in the upcoming episodes. And I really liked what we kind of mentioned about just talking to people to start these conversations, and also being part of this transformation. Um So, I think that was kind of how what we talked about Ben, do you want to add um, kind of a summary of what we talked, and we 'll go into kind of the potential
1: uh themes for next for next episode yeah for sure for sure well um i i I think uh youth will always be an example to to look to and to see what what they are doing um i I can even try to uh look into maybe some more examples of what what youth in these programs that I'm aware of are doing uh, all over the yeah. world. Um, there, There's some pretty pretty great uh, instances that we might learn from there. Um, yeah. I, actually, that'll yeah. be great. Actually, that'll be yeah. great. I think that'll be a good, good segue for next week. Okay, actually. cool, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I think I mean, all of these ideas are so so intertwined that um, I think it'll be useful to continue kind of exploring them, uh, especially seeing unity as like this creative, um, you know, this creative source of of uh, direction for humanity. It's it's a creative power, um, you know, and uh, for that to exist among people is a fundamental condition you know it, it it's it's really um you know it, we we don't look at like a biological organism that is entirely unified in itself and we're just uh you know we just describe it as Uh, It's just the random effect, you know, Um, it's cohesive, it it functions in a a way that it needs to in order to be an organism and, and accomplish things that, you know, the individual cells alone cannot do, there's something else going on. And so like these emergent properties allow, allow for a much greater purpose. Uh, than than all these isolated parts so so I just feel like all of these things can be seen in in our in our physical reality too, and so we yeah. the more we we function as a human organism, so to speak the 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 greater we'll see the the capacity we have is far greater than war and division <laughs> and accumulating wealth, and rather uh maybe incomprehensible but uh one of of advancement and choosing and charting our our future instead of uh creating history based on on competition and and uh you know disintegration definitely
0: definitely i think that was a great way to kind of end Mm. this podcast i think next episode probably gives some examples uh, real life examples of um, uh, like more like tangibles so that we are moving more into what can people Mm -hmm. do so that uh, um, hopefully this podcast is more I mean it's a a good mix of of our uh, you know mindset of how we think of this you know with some application but also action-based work that can come out as a result of this so uh, I think um, you should uh, tune in for the next episode. I think we'll have a lot to talk about in terms of just application and action-based approaches that, that Ben has been exposed to. But we'd we'll love to hear your thoughts. We'd we'll love to hear uh, um, any questions you have so far uh, for Ben or me. And we'd we'll love to hear from you, too. I mean, I'm going to uh, um, be looking forward to some of your comments, uh, feedback, uh, any questions that you may have for us, uh, and we're gonna post. Uh, uh, you can go to our website is the uh, thecollapse.life, and there we have. You can actually leave a message there or your questions there. And um, we're pretty excited. We hope that you're learning something. We hope that you're engaging with us. Uh, we hope that most, more importantly, you are you are thinking about taking actions on how we can address. Some of the challenges that we are going through as a society, most importantly, what's going on with the pandemic, but also how we can move together Mm. in this crisis, but also hopefully change our our way of thinking, but also how we behave and how we interact with one another for the future of ourselves as human beings, Mm. (laughs) for Mm. humanity. Right. So, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in again, Uh, Ben. Thank you. Always, always great to have you. you so always much. great. You're the best co-host so far. <laughs> I might have someone better in the future, but so far you're the
1: best. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep Uh surfing. Thanks for your wisdom. No, thanks, for, thanks bringing, for bringing, bringing, so speaking of action, thanks for, for bringing all of this into action and, and yes. providing a space for, for this kind of discussion and discourse, because uh you know you you're 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 reminding us how important it is to to try and make these efforts and uh so thank you so much for for providing that so so nice of you thanks for the wisdom <laughs> we need the wisdom and
0: the experience so thank you so much Ben. Those are very kind words thank you everyone for listening we'll be back next week and uh uh as always thank you and Thanks for, for listening to this podcast, this episode. So for now, bye guys. Bye, thank you.